Welcome to Global Real Estate Dealmakers with Kyle Ney, showcasing investors and entrepreneurs across the globe who are leading innovative commercial and residential real estate projects. You will have a chance to go around the world and hear from international visionaries who are shaping their local communities. Having worked at some of the world's largest real estate investment firms, Kyle is excited to have you alongside as he speaks with dealmakers about their backgrounds, current real estate projects, and views on both the opportunities and risks of the local markets. Okay, grab your bag. It's time to board the flight for the next episode. Hey there, listeners. Uh, welcome back to Global Real Estate Dealmakers. Uh, this is the second uh, Kyle's Take of 2021. It's great to have you here with me today. I'm going to start off with a segment called Breaking News, and I'm going to tie it to the geography of the last episode, which, uh, as many of you may know, featured Taite Oe uh, in Tokyo, Japan. In Tokyo in January, the 23 wards that make up this larger city reported an average asking price uh, for a 70-square-meter apartment of over 60 million yen, and that's the equivalent of approximately 560,000 U.S. dollars, which was the highest level on record. And in the central six wards of Tokyo, uh, they reported a record high of almost 88 million yen, which is, let's call it, 813,000 U.S. dollars. So clearly the, the pandemic has had uh, positive effects if you're a seller on that market and negative if you're a buyer. Uh, but clearly there seems to be a, a shortage of supply and, and a voracious appetite for residential product. Parallel with this, the developer Mori Building formed a partnership with uh, Amon Resorts. Many of you may know that hotel chain uh, to create a Amon branded apartment uh, segment on the upper floors of what's, I'm, I may butcher the pronunciation here, but the uh, Toranomon Azubadai project that is under construction in central Tokyo. And my apologies to anyone who may be listening involved with that project if it doesn't sound like it should. But uh, that project uh, covers a 20-acre site uh, near the Tokyo Tower. Uh, it includes uh, three uh, larger buildings. One is a 330-meter skyscraper, and then there's two smaller 270-meter and 240-meter towers. Uh, by way of comparison, uh, the Burj Khalifa in Dubai is 830 meters, so Clearly, there are other structures globally that dwarf this, but uh, it will be, upon completion, uh, the tallest building uh, in Japan. Uh, I believe there's another one uh, called the Torch Tower that's 390 meters, so 60 meters taller, uh, that will eclipse it when it's completed in 2027. Uh, in any event, uh, I found it also interesting that uh, this project will have uh, 1,300 apartments uh, on the site, and in the low-rise building, uh, so in the smallest one, there is going to be a the, the first opening of the sister brand of Amon, which is called Janu, uh, and it's the first branded Janu hotel in Japan. Uh, it's going to be a 120-room hotel. It'll have a, uh, a fairly large spa, uh, I think six restaurants, cafes, and bars. So I found that all very interesting news coming out of Japan. Next, I'm going to go into guest insights from the last episode. As some of you may have heard, uh, I interviewed Taite Oe, who is uh, the chief strategy officer at Ushare, and uh, among other things, uh, he's also a director at Plantech Group. Uh, that's why I, I gave that caveat. I, I found that it was a 
very insightful silver lining of the pandemic that in UShare, the residents almost felt closer to each other as a result of it. I, I had thought ahead of time that there, when he had created this community that wanted to breed collaboration and proximity to others, that the, 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 the worries about infections and COVID would have forced people apart, but I think it almost brought a greater sense of trust where people were clamoring for uh, interaction and they wanted to do it in a safe environment. And since they knew that everyone was in these close quarters, they started to trust that each each party would act responsibly. And in some cases, people moved in because they had no interaction and they, they, they were yearning for that sort of uh, dynamic. Uh, and I also uh, really like that UShare is helping to change the stigma that exists for foreigners, especially English-speaking foreigners in Japan that may largely be held by older members of the population. Uh, but as you know, Taito and his partners are bringing more uh, both Japanese and international students and expats into these communities, that helps to teach the Japanese, uh, helps to help them understand uh, foreign cultures, and it's Taito's expectation that that will ultimately result in better awareness going forward of Japanese culture at large. Let's get to poll results. So you may recall in the last Kyle's take, uh, I asked uh, which of the following countries will have the greatest year-over-year -year increase in investment sales transaction volume when comparing total 2021 activity to 2020. Uh, I had given the choices online of Mexico, Germany, France, the US, Japan, and the UK. Uh, I got back 52% of the responses said the United States. That may be uh, understandably because a lot of the listeners, although I have uh, listeners globally uh, based on uh, who's written me so far, uh, but that uh, a lot of the listeners are here in the US. Uh, next was the UK at 21%, uh, followed by Germany at 13, uh, France at 10, Japan at 3%. Uh, that, that could have been some of the uh, listeners that were in uh, Taito's network responding there, and then uh, Mexico at 1%. Uh, the new poll for this next period, for this month, uh, I wanted to ask the following. So once vaccinations are widespread and deemed safe to, well, and it's deemed safe to return to the office, whenever that may be, what do you think will be the expectation among real estate firms for in-office versus remote work? And I have five different potential answers that I'll put on my website. Again, you can find the poll at kylenay.com. Uh, you can find it in the show notes for this episode. Uh, but one will be uh, no change from 2019. Uh, two will be slightly more flexibility, but generally in office. Three will be a hybrid model where you might be three on, two off, or two on, three off. Uh, four would be mostly remote with the occasional in-office meeting. And then five would be 100% virtual. I, I think I know which way that's going to come back based on a lot of the webinars and discussions I've had, but I'll be inter interested to see uh, the responses. Lastly, next guest. So my next guest, uh, I'm in the final stages of organizing it, but I can assure you that the next episode is going to feature a very accomplished uh, dynamic real estate professional who is uh, making waves in his market. And I'm very excited for this conversation and uh, hope you will tune in to the next episode here in uh, two weeks. So with that, thank you for listening to Kyle's Take and I'll see you next time. 
Thank you for tuning in to Global Real Estate Dealmakers, the podcast that takes you around the globe to meet real estate investors who are transforming their local communities. If you want to explore the subject from this episode in greater detail, please head on over to www.kylenay.com. We certainly hope you enjoyed this episode and welcome your feedback to help us better cater the content to your global real estate interests.